everybody, welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 9. Uh, this time around we're talking about The Binding of Isaac, uh, which is an indie game uh, released on the PC through Steam. Um, my name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Great. How are, how are you? I'm doing, doing superb. <laughs> Excellent. And of course we have Randy with us. Randy, owner and editor of ElderGeek.com. Our, going, ben- our benefactor. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Your benefactor who's drinking a beer to try to cut down on the errs and uhs. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I am, I am also drinking a beer. I'm on my second one for the night. <laughs> May I, I, I ask if you're drinking a pumpkin ale on this fine fall night? I wish I was. I, I'm actually drinking a Yingling premium beer, although maybe we'll bleep that out and we'll just say I'm drinking a premium beer. So, oh, uh, What's wrong with Yingling? No, there's nothing wrong with Yingling. They're just not paying me to like. To oh, oh true. Name. Oh, true. <laughs> oh, they are a local company. We could probably hit them up for a sponsorship. That is true. <laughs> well, I'm drinking a Shock Top pumpkin wheat. Oh, that's a good. Very good nice. choice. I'm Very drinking a, a cup of water. Oh, good for you. That's usually mm-hmm. what I drink during the game club. But fine, fine filtered water <laughs> from my refrigerator. <laughs> that South Jersey accent coming through there too. A little oh, bit, the, yeah. The water. The How water? do you say it? You say it, Randy. I say water because I'm from Pennsylvania, but now I'm now we are we the three of us are probably the best that Jersey has to offer now. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I've tr- I've trained myself to say water. Believe it or not, the Jersey comes out when I'm drinking, uh, but not, not <laughs> so much drinking the water. <laughs> the water. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's get back to it. This is the game club. Uh, we are, it is a a book club for games in podcast form. Uh, what we do is we throw out two games to our audience. We ask them to vote for the one they would like to play. Uh, once that game, whichever game wins, we uh, get together, we play the game over a couple weeks, and then we record this podcast where we share our thoughts and, and kind of dissect the game and, and uh, give it a good once-over, or twice-over, as it were. Uh, yeah. like, I re- like I said uh, earlier, this time around, we did The Binding of Isaac. Um, it was between that and a game called Dungeons of Dreadmore, which I really don't have a whole lot of... I don't really know much about it. I pretty much just looked at uh, the Steam video, the Steam video, and a couple <laughs> screenshots, and I was like, I, I want to play Binding of Isaac. Yeah, that was my thought too. Like I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Binding of Isaac had a had a pretty good, uh, pretty good lead. Uh, yeah, I I would say that was the first one that really slaughtered the other one as far as the votes. Yeah, and and I think. A part of it is, um, well, we'll get we'll get into kind of the the, the pedigree of uh, of this game and and where it came from and who made it and it, it's kind of a buzz buzz uh, title right now, um, right? In that it was just released recently and anyway, I'm gonna let you go ahead and uh, give the give the nice people some history on the game and and kind of go over uh, sure. all that because that's that's your corner, my corner, Phil's no. cor- Phil's corner, Phil's corner. <laughs> So the bind of I- binding of Isaac, named after the Bible story of the same the same name, binding of Isaac, right? So mm-hmm. that's uh, if you're not familiar with the Bible, which I'm pretty familiar with it, with many many years of Catholic school, 
Um, it's the story of when Abraham was uh, asked by God to sacrifice his son Isaac to show his loyalty. Um, so Isaac, the game, takes that same idea, only it's his mom that wants to sacrifice him to uh, the Lord. Um, so what he does is he runs away from her and he goes into the basement and the basement happens to be full of monsters and I guess brothers and sisters and demented things. Uh, so the game was created by Ed McMillan. Uh, you would know him from Super Meat Boy. He did Gish, which I've actually never played Gish. Uh, and he, that was released on Steam September 28th of this year. And the music was by Danny Baronowski. Am I saying that right? Yeah, oh, close enough. Right. Yep. Yeah. He also did Meat Boy, uh, Cannibal, which we've talked about several times on this show. It's funny that one keeps coming up. Um, Gravity Hook. And if you buy Isaac on Steam, you actually have the option of having the music, the soundtrack included with it, which is pretty cool. I did that, and of course it was buried, and Steve had to tell me where to find it. <laughs> did you have any problems with that, Randy? Did you, did you know exactly? It's, it's a common Steam problem whenever they have like any kind of add-on. It's always like, okay, I paid for it. Where the hell is it, Steam? Um, but yeah, I, I, I too had to do like a, a quick search to find it. Okay. It's funny because like, I knew the game was kind of small, and when it was downloaded, and it said it was you know 400 megs or whatever like that. And I was like, why is this game so big? And then I asked Steve later, I said, well, how do you get the soundtrack? And I didn't realize I actually already downloaded it. <laughs> it goes to show how much I use Steam. <laughs> so uh, so the, the game itself. So it's interesting because it's definitely, uh, it's like a combination of the original Zelda dungeon designs. Even, not even so much the designs, but the whole HUD, the whole interface looks kind of like Zelda. Um, mm -hmm. Parts are displayed and your items and the map as it builds. And, and that is, and, but it's also like a roguelike crossed with a shooter. Uh, so if you don't know what a roguelike is, because that's kind of a sub-genre of role-playing games, it's sort of, I would assume most people probably don't know. Um, roguelikes, uh, they started in 1980 from a computer game called, ironically enough, Rogue. Um, and what they're known for is they're random dungeons so the idea is every time you play a game the dungeon's going to be different so you can't just like kind of figure out a stage you kind of have to i guess master the game itself and the other thing is with them is they're so punishing that usually when you die you lose everything um so it's kind of one of those things where it's just like all or nothing um you know a good example of probably the first successful roguelike would be uh, the Mysterious Dungeon uh, games from Chunsoft. Actually, I think in Japan they're just called Mystery Dungeon. And that game has actually been applied to other games. There was, uh, for Final Fantasy, they had uh, Chocobo ones. Um, for Nintendo, they did a Pokemon one called, I think, Pokemon Ranger. Um, and then another example of a more recent roguelike is probably Shirin the Wanderer. They had one for DS and, and Wii. And... Would you would you consider Demon Souls a roguelike? I haven't played Demon Souls, but from what I hear of it, it kind of sounds. It has roguelike elements to it, but the, the dungeons are always the same, and the 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 you know the enemy placements are always the same. It's just it's just a very punishing game. Okay. So you know it, it has the punishing characteristics of a of a roguelike, but none of the actual like you know mechanics of a roguelike. Okay. All right, that's good. Um. Yeah, so 
in Isaac, the way it works is you have one life and there's seven stages, right? Correct, Randy? I meant to um, one, two, three, four, five, uh, seven or eight. Okay. I want to say seven. I, I you know, we're, we're going to be spoiling the game. So I guess let's just say it. There's, there's the, the six that you automatically see up to your mother's level. And then there's one deeper than that. Okay. All right. So with this game is every dungeon is randomized. The rooms are, I guess what he did with what, what uh, Edmund did was he built like a set number of rooms and that kind of, is generated into the way the dungeon works. Um, and then the enemies you face are also thrown in there randomly. The bosses, it kind of toggles between a certain amount of bosses that would be on, you know, say the first two stages as opposed to what you might find on the second two st- or the other set of stages. Um, and that's pretty much how it works. That is Binding of Isaac. Um, did I explain it all right, guys? Seems like you hit the nail right on the head to me. All right. on the binding, binding, binding of Isaac. Who, who wants to take this away? I, I, I'll talk for a while. <laughs> uh, I might interrupt you. So. Well, yeah, well, I probably spent the least amount of time with it um, over this past week. I, I was away, actually. I forgot. I was uh, had a little bit of vacation in the middle of there, so I didn't get a lot of game time in. Actually, I got no game time in during the vacation, but um, I did manage to get probably about 
I would say a total of like four or five hours in on the game. So not that's, that's actually that's a fair well, amount. That's about what I, I looked at your guys' Steam profiles, and you you look, you both had a lot more than me. <laughs> I yes, did. did. <laughs> I I had to have under five hours. I had over. Five I think hours? so. I think you were around like five or six. And Randy, I think you were up around almost pushing ten. So no <laughs> shit. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> did you leave it on and like go away? <laughs> See, my wow. issue is, uh, and this is something I'll talk about. I was playing it back and forth between the Mac and the PC version, um, because that's the one nice thing you buy it, you get it on both. Um, with the whole Steam Cloud thing, so um. But for whatever reason, the Mac version is weird. Doesn't really work very good. I mean, the game plays, but like stuff with achievements don't work right. I was reading some stuff on the Steam powered forums, and um, also it doesn't register that I'm playing the game when I play it on the Mac. Hmm. Like it does for a second, and then it goes away. So any time I spent on there during that wasn't captured. So it actually uh, shows right. that I played it for just under two hours, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That I I thought you were playing it. On, yeah, under yeah, under hours. yeah on the PC and then on the Mac, I probably put in another two and a half, three hours. Um, so somewhere around there. Anyway, let me let me uh, <laughs> talk about the actual game and not all that crap. Um, I, first of all, I mean, if you played Super Meat Boy, everything about the graphical presentation is gonna be you know super familiar because it kind of carries over that same kind of. Uh, uh, what's the word I want to uh, like? Uh, I can never say this word right, and this is going to be the jersey in me screwing it up. <laughs> the, the aesthetic, the ma- macabre, macabre. Oh, it's got that kind of. <laughs> Did he say? I, I, I think it is macabre. Macabre, yeah, I think that macabre or whatever. The dark. It's very dark. The dark. Very dark. Very like, kind of. Um, it's got very like a gory look to it, sort of, but cartoony gore. Um, you know, there's blood splattering everywhere and all kinds of bodily fluids. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely has that same kind of aesthetic, like you said, to uh, Super Meat now, Boy. Now, do you find, do you like that, the look of that, or do you find it a bit of a turnoff? I like it. I like it in this case. I think yeah. they do it, uh, they do it right. I could see how um, this style could be done uh, too much and, and be a turnoff, but I think that they, they, they've just done the right amount, and I, I think it works really nicely. What yeah, about I think, you? I think this is this is Ed, Edmund McMillan's like his art style. Like he's been doing it like this since since Gish, mm-hmm. since Ether, or you know. And, and this is this is kind of the way he he operates. And, and now I've never seen any of his comics, but I would assume that they're they're probably in the similar vein. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I think the games that this art style that it fits the best is got to be my vote is on Ether and this game. I think I think. The art style matches the game the best out of all of them. I'm not saying that Super Meat Boy was mismatched, like the art style didn't match the game. I'm just saying that the art style to me felt like it was a perfect, perfect match for this game. Fits the the atmosphere, you mean, and all yeah. that. You know, yep. something. See, I don't want to cut you off. I'm sorry, but something we should also sorry. mention while we're talking about the graphics and everything and how this game was built um, was that this game is was done in Flash, and right. it was released through Steam as a as a Flash executable and everything, but I mean he built the entire game in Flash. There's there's nothing else in there. So um, the animation and everything has that kind of Newgrounds Flash look to it. Right. Um, so sorry, that was just a little thing I wanted to get. No, it. I wanted right. to get that in there because I, I. No, I I I thought the same thing, and like I don't want to say I'm turned off by the the graphics, like the look of it, not the. But the uh, the design, I don't, 
I'm not a huge fan of the design personally. It's not um, a strong point for me. Uh, I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on it. I don't know if it's, I just don't really like his, like you said, Randy, I don't know if I really like his style because I'm not even sure I really like the way Meat Boy looked too much myself. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you know, obviously the guy works hard and I feel bad coming down on, you know, the way he, he, he works. But I, for me, it's kind of a turnoff. And I I didn't find the, the way it looked to be. Um, and it just wasn't a very big turn on for me personally. It's just kind of drab. And, and I get that's how that's how it was supposed to be. Um, but. I don't know. I, I guess that's just me. So I'm sorry. Uh, continue with your. <laughs> no, that, that was really all I had to say about the graphics for myself. I mean, I. I no, that's fine. That's fine. I, just... I, I, I thought they were fine. I liked them. I, I thought they, they worked for, for what the game was. And, and yeah, I, I like his style. I, I enjoy it. Um, kind of reminds me. He's, it reminds me a little bit of like Invader Zim. What's that guy? I can't. I was just thinking I can't remember that, that guy's name. Um, he's got a, the, the guy who did that and Johnny the Hom- Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, yeah, I can't Vasquez. think of his name either, but I know so, who... Joe and Vasquez. Yeah. I'm probably destroying that name, and I'm sure YouTube commenters will. <laughs> and, and you know what? And and I'm not really a fan of the way like Zim looks. Uh, I was okay. always like, like when we when I was going to the animation school, everybody was all about Zim at that time, and I was just like, yeah, I don't really. So I, I don't know. I, I guess that's just me. I don't. But you're right. It, it kind of reminded me of Zim as well. What did What did you think, Randy, about the uh, graphical presentation? I honestly really think that the graphical, like I said, I, I think this and Ether are probably the best fit games that he has for it because they're both, they both have child protagonists, mm-hmm. you know, and oh. I think that the, the childish, you know, the fact that the main character is a child, that the, that the almost playful art style kind of helps in that. And, 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 and Isaac, let's not forget, he is a, you're playing as a naked little boy. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Yeah. And like, I understand like the story that it's based on and I don't know if I so much I don't want to say I don't like the humor. Like I laugh at like like the one boss, he's like peeing all over the place. I thought that was pretty funny, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not into the whole the whole look and, and feel of it. Um, I get you. I guess, I guess it's just me. I mean I know I'm I'm obviously out out of all three of us. I'm the only one that that feels that way. But but it's good. We need to have this conflict. That is true. So fight me on it. Tell me I'm. You're dead <laughs> wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You're dead wrong. Like uh, yeah, it's, I don't. I, it is funny. I do think that there are moments that are supposed to be actually genuinely funny, but yeah. it's not a ha ha funny. This is a. It's a very dark comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and 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 in that sense, like like I was saying before, I think the art style really fits it well. You know, I think I think that if anybody were to try to like sum it up as the game being silly, I think they they I think they're kind of missing something a little bit deeper that's kind of going on with the game. It's it's a very dark game and it's based on a very dark tale. And uh, the fact that he does it in such a playful kind of animated light, I think is kind of brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I like, I do like some of like the little cutscenes. Each time you beat a stage, you see Isaac. He's kind of like, he's scared, crying on the ground, and like the one will show he's thinking about his mom, and it's just like these big fat legs, and it's just kicking him to the side or something yep. like that. And, and those are pretty entertaining. I laugh at those. And, and speaking of crying, what you're shooting in the game is tears. I mean, he's crying the entire time, mm-hmm. so he, you're just this upset, naked little boy, and 
It does. I guess for me, I guess it's not for me. It's not comfortable playing that. I, I guess I'll just I'll say that. <laughs> well, I I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair um, statement. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe he wants yeah. that. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks this is great. You're this naked little boy crying the whole time, or he wants you to think, dude, <laughs> playing this naked little boy and he's crying and you know this this is the way it is. And I, I don't know how he how he's approaching that. But, well, I mean, but I, maybe he maybe it's working. Maybe that's what he wants you to. Yeah, play. that's what I yeah I was gonna say. I mean, it definitely like Randy said, you're you're playing this game through the the eyes of a child, and and all the the graphics and everything are kind of like a child's nightmare you know it's kind of just kind of uh very almost abstract in a way um right and stylized in the way you know that that as adults we've probably forgotten but the way little kids kind of you know their imaginations create these uh these images that you know keep them up at night right and uh you know i'm sure not to get like ridiculous here but i'm sure the whole like fact that he's naked and everything could just be you know his his vulnerability and and all that you know right. there's there's all uh undertones of that in there as well oh i, I, guess I, I think I, there's plenty of those and i think it's actually kind of important to touch on those no it's yeah you're right i mean and maybe maybe right now i'm discovering some layers here that i i didn't i didn't think of before but here's another thing that like when i when i said it like uncomfortable so you can get um I guess they're similar to options like in uh, Life Force or something. Did you did you get them the little helpers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like the little red or blue. You get them randomly. I mean, because everything's random. Yeah. So I was talking to a uh, uh, Dante who has his thoughts later on in the show. Uh, I told him uh, he talked to me a lot while I was playing, and I got him. I was like, "Who are these? Who? What are these things?" He goes, "There's they're his aborted sisters and brothers." I was like, mm-hmm. eh, "I don't like that." <laughs> I liked their abilities, but. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah. And, and his dead pets like you find he has a dead cat he has a de- there's a dead dog yeah. um yeah it's a yeah, dark I, game it's, it it's a very right. dark and uncomfortable game but i think it's intentionally so yeah and and I mean, you know what and the thing is as much as for me personally maybe that's a turnoff the game overcame that and i wanted to keep playing it um but actually speaking of playing it we really didn't get i'm sorry we totally sidetracked there well not sidetracked i mean this is what the whole point of the game club is discussing it yeah but so steve you since you spent reclaimed to spend the least amount of time it sounds sounds like you spent probably as much time as i did why don't we get into the game itself okay um well one thing i'll say first off i kind of have my my list here and it's broken up into things i liked things i didn't like and then kind of overall thoughts but i don't want to read it down like a bullet point list um but one thing and this kind of goes back to it being in Flash. One thing I kind of... I, I got used to playing it on the keyboard. I did try to use the 360 controller, and I downloaded that program, whatever it's called, Joy2Pad or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I just found it just didn't translate right um, for me. It didn't feel comfortable. And I actually found I did better playing it with the WASD and then the arrow keys and playing it like that. Um I'll tell you what, Steve, that is actually one of my few complaints about the game. I wish it did come with with controller support built right Yeah, in. and that, and, that, and that's a, a by, byproduct of it being done in Flash, unfortunately. Exactly. And uh, I exactly. did... I, is that, that is why? I didn't understand why. Uh, I, yeah, why. Flash, as far as I know, and being being a Flash developer, I probably should know this more, but I'm, I'm not aware <laughs> of any uh, built-in controller support on, on uh, Flash games. Okay. Um, or flash in general it's got keyboard support all that stuff mouse obviously but um 
yeah, I don't. It doesn't work with with a controller. Um, I did read an interview uh, with yeah. with Edmund, and he did say that you know if they were to ever rewrite it using C sharp and release it as like a, a XBLA game or a you know an XNA title, that then they would definitely put in dual stick controls. And I I would love I would love to play through this game with nice tight playing it like almost like a Geometry Wars, like a dual stick type game. Right. I I would really like to experience that and i think they could tighten it up a bit and it would do a lot more for the gameplay uh, and the overall experience um no i you know i agree because I, I struggled with that too i mean you told me you sent me to the thread on gaff that had the um i think it was you or dante was it you that sent me to the thread on gaff for the yeah. uh, some someone the, had already created yeah, it did. someone had already created yeah. the configuration file and all you had to so, do was download it funny. and run it right and it's funny you said that when you switched to joystick, you didn't feel, you felt like maybe you were better going back to uh, just the keys. Because I felt that way at first, too, because I had already put like a couple hours into it using just the keys on the keyboard. Um, but I did stick with the controller, and I did get used to it, and I did eventually prefer it. And I did finish the game with, by using the controller. Oh, cool. So. I'm sorry. Go go ahead with the. No, no, that, that was. I mean, really, all I had to say. But I, I felt as though the controls, and and this is from the point of view of playing it on the keyboard, um, uh, could have been better. And and really, I mean, I I already know the reason why they were below what I think they should have been. Uh, so it's hard for me to really fault them on that. Like I said, it's a flash game. Uh, you know, I'd love to see this game. Um, come out on XBLA in like a year. I feel like it's a really good, this game is a great proof of concept kind of, and I'd love to see them get some sort of, I, I, given their history with Microsoft, I don't know that we'll see it come out on next. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he would want it to come out on that, if I understand. Right. I mean, Randy actually, one of, the, one of the items that you can actually buy in the game is called, or get in the game is called a Steam sale. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah they seem well, to really like steam as a platform yeah. so yeah so maybe yeah. they'll come out with a late another edition of it you know at some later point or maybe they won't who knows but i would love to see that i'd love to see a, a fully kind of realized version of the game um done that way now, i'm sure a, a lot of people would probably say that this version is fine how it is and doesn't need that but I, um, just from the controls I, I i would like to play it more like a twin stick shooter no, that's fair, uh, because I mean it basically is a twin stick shooter. It's like a twin stick shooter without two sticks. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, it, it, it there's a bit of a curve when you when you first start yeah. out. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I don't know, Randy. Do, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, kind of. Um, as far as like the starting curve, there's also kind of like a learning curve too, as to like item management. Like the, the whole risk yeah. versus reward system is very crucial mm -hmm. in, the, in the beginning few stages. One. When you have very little money to buy new keys, if you need new keys, you have only one bomb to like potentially bomb open a, a box to get another key, and and you only have one key to open up a door that may or may not lead to to more bombs, keys, and money. So, the very early couple of stages, like the first two stages, are crucial in how you how you manage the risk versus reward system in the game. You're, so. You know what? You're right because the one time I beat the game. Everything I got was like in those first two, three stages. And then I felt pretty good about myself. And I was like very conservative about what I did after that point. So the, you're, you're right. And that it's pretty crucial as to what you do um, in those first few stages. 
Yeah, I, I, I would honestly say that it boils down to the first couple of stages are are crucial as to how you how you play, like wh- what style you play. Are you going to play aggressively and just bomb the shit out of everything? You can open up every door or are you going to play conservatively and, and kind of like almost logic your way into getting more items. But the later levels are definitely skill based, whereas like how quickly can I move and, and dodge bullets and right. and fire back accurately? Yeah, I mean, and, and unfortunately, because of the way everything's randomized, it's like sometimes you're just dealt a shitty hand and you mean you're not going to win, you know? Yep. Um, you could get to the, like, the final levels. You have just crap items. You have no hearts. And, and, and like you, you, you said, spawn in a room that has all those like floating squawking heads that uh, just chase after you shoot bullets. Yeah, at the same I hate time. them. Oh, no, who the, the ones I hated the most were basically the equivalent of the uh, Dark Nuts from Legend of Zelda, where oh, you can only yeah. them side in the back. Oh, oh, okay. So hard. I hit. I didn't and run into too many of those. I, I I can honestly say that in in the many many plays that I've done in the game, I've probably only encountered. I've encountered them the least. Out of wow. One, I yeah. got a lot. The man. ones that <laughs> the ones that I just detested the most that I ran into were the um the ones that look like skulls and they would pop up and they had like that you know they they, they would they yeah. and they it was like it was attached at like neck a turret they, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and and I I don't know what the deal was I don't know if there was some trick to get them to pop up but it seemed like it was no. completely random as to when they would like I would stand in front of them sometimes and just stand there mm-hmm. and they wouldn't do anything. And then another, their time. I figured it out. They're timed, but the timer stops when you shoot them, so you have to just wait. Ah, oh, okay. Because those yeah. things, drew, so those were my undoing pretty much every time, in in some form. When I, whenever I ran into them, I, I would, uh, I got past rooms that had them, but at some point I would just get screwed. And yeah. And it's amazing how like one bad room can just like annihilate you. Like I was almost, uh, I think I was on second to the last stage i had just like amazing items i was destroying everything and sometimes you'll walk into a room it's kind of like a trap like uh, on the map what i like about the map too uh as a side is it's always keeping track of what's around mm-hmm. so you're you only have one life and you have a certain amount of health kind of like zelda where you get heart containers and you can build up your health as you go along uh but sometimes your health might be full and hearts will pop out so if you leave that screen the hearts don't disappear. They're always there. And the map will always mark off, you know, where you left the heart. Or if you didn't want an idol, it'll say that, you know, there's a bomb in this room that you didn't grab. And I do like that the map always keeps track of stuff like that. It really came in handy because there were times where I would leave a heart on purpose and fight like a boss or just like a room and then go back and grab the heart to get my health. Um, so I thought that ha- it does have like cool little details like that what, that help you. Uh, if as long as you're paying attention no i think i think it's a, a great you know mechanic that they actually put in there and there was and it took me actually a little while to figure out what the hell was going on because i'm used to the the concept of hey i've got full hearts i'll just walk over heart and just suck it up anyway you know like that that kind of wasteful mentality when right. uh, when you kind of have to toss that aside when you're playing this game but i was i was grateful that it was there once i figured out how the game fully worked and speaking of how it fully worked the first time I play the game does get harder as you play it because I mm-hmm. think it kind of keeps track of how well you do. Um, so my first time playing it, I had no idea that you had one life. And I was very, like, careless and reckless. And I did make it to the second to the last stage. And I was just like, God, I'm going to freaking win this game. <laughs> uh, and then I died. And then I was that's when I was like, oh, holy shit, that, that's it? And, you know, it kind of dawned on me that you 
had this one life and you know you really need to take care of it um so yeah like i don't know how it was for you guys when you figured out like that that's what the game was like but it was kind of like a shock to me yeah yeah I, I agreed and uh but at the same time when i once i actually figured out you know that the one life was was it which is kind of a profound statement in its own that the one yeah. life is it but um but i was always i was i always felt rewarded at the end because almost every playthrough i've i've found new unique items that i didn't find right. in previous playthroughs and i was always loving to find there was actually i actually did a playthrough where i stopped even trying to kill mom because um i I, I was just having a blast with finding new items. I don't know if I, either of you found the shovel at all. Yeah, yeah, I no, got the I didn't shovel. Find the shovel. The shovel lets you once it's fully charged, lets you go down one level deeper without encountering the boss. Uh, which I actually got to mom's level with the shovel, oh, and I was wow. all freaking excited for it. And I skipped mom, and uh, and I was like, oh, this is great. And I, and the levels after mom. Are just oh wait so you can skip mom with the shovel and there's like a secret level yep is that what you meant when you said earlier there was another level i didn't know that yeah yeah oh, and they wow. are they are brutal they are just and, insanely brutal um, and you can only get to that with the shovel i think after you did you did you play through it once you killed mom once i killed mom once i actually haven't played it since i killed mom once i meant to play it one more time since then I think now I, I actually just the very last time that I played the game, you know, was when I finished it and I was very fucking proud of myself. But the, the very <laughs> last time that I played the game, I finally beat it. I do believe that you can then afterwards go one level deeper than beating mom. I think completing the game is then one level deeper than mom. I could be wrong. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I put 10 hours into the game. <laughs> wow. you, you loved it, man. You played the shit out of it. I, I dude, I have I have bullet points for this game nice. for, for our my little thing but anyway so the level after mom is <laughs> is is really brutal but uh i i kept recharging the shovel and i would like try to find more items because i was having fun finding these items finding these new items but then i would right. just switch back to the shovel and then try to go one level deeper but it just kind of keeps recycling that bottom level it regenerates an entirely new map for you okay that, that hellish level Ooh. cool yeah and now is there like a boss at the end of that level I did. I couldn't couldn't tell you. It's it is a big, big map, and and literally each room is just it's brutal. No other way to put it. You sure. will just get punished. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. And speaking of the items, like that's another thing you need to manage is you can only hold. Well, I guess you can technically hold two items. You hold a special item and a weapon. Right. Um. You can always have like the pills and the tarot cards and stuff like that. And also like clothing items. Like if you got like the shoes, you would run faster. Or right. Like but they, they kind of, they stack. Yeah. So those, those are cool. Cause like, you know, yeah. Like you can get like, yeah. Better shooting your, yeah. You're quicker, all that kind of stuff. Um, but like, as far as like the shovel is concerned, you know, you only get like that one special item. And if you pick it up, if you pick up another one, he drops the one you had before. So that's kind of cool because it kind of gives you like a chance to maybe play with the one you got. Mm -hmm. Whereas the pills and the cards, they're just like a one-time use. Right. Yeah. So my favorite item, did you get the uh, the unicorn? Yeah, the <laughs> I hate that one. You hate it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I, I with the unicorn. Every time I got the unicorn, I would use it and then forget and run through a door and then it would be gone. And I'd be like, "Ah, <laughs> man, I did it. I oh, did man. it again." <laughs> unicorn, you destroy bosses with that thing, man. You just walk right up to them, they're dead. Really? 
Yeah, but uh, and and when I fought mom, I had the unicorn, but I actually didn't use it. I was like waiting until my health was just totally gone, and I had no choice but to use the unicorn, and I, and I did it. I didn't have to use the unicorn. I think my slow PC actually helped me win that fight because <laughs> things got really slow. I don't know if things ever got slow for you guys when there was a ton of shit on the nah, screen. No. <laughs> I think it's just my shitty PC. It got a little slow. I think it's the only reason I won. <laughs> <laughs> Bullet lag. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the old days. It was like playing on like the NES or something. So, so yeah. It, just the, the way the items work and just the randomness of the whole game. Is, I think for me that's what kept come make me come come back mm -hmm. to it, because uh, to be honest, I kind of like if it wasn't for Game Club, I wouldn't have played this game. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't I didn't really love Super Meat Boy like everybody else did, and I didn't play any of his other games. Um, and I really can't tell you why I didn't like Super Meat. I, it's not that I didn't like Super Meat Boy. It's I can't believe that, that you didn't like Super Meat Boy. Like if if somebody said, "Hey, pick a game that Phil Summers would love." Super Meat Boy would be the first one that I'd I had, pick. I'd be like, you know, he's all over It's this, funny you know? say that because I had the exact same. I was actually, I think when that game came out, I was like pushing Phil. I'm like, dude. You, yeah, you made me. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I've... somebody sat down and was like, I'm going to make a game for Phil Summers. And this is the game right here. And <laughs> I was like, I hate it. I was like, I was crushed. I was like, I can't believe he doesn't like this game. <laughs> I bought you Xbox Live cards yeah. for it. I even drew you my own Super Meat Boy drawings. I don't know what it was. You know what it may have been was at that time in my life, the babies were very young. My game time was very limited. And if I remember correctly, that was like the time Donkey Kong Country came out for Wii. And I played like the shit out of Donkey Kong Country. Like I loved it. And I think what just kind of happened was I played so much of that. And then I just kind of forgot that I had Super Meat Boy. And then, you know, more games came out and I just kind of forgot about it over time. So it's not that I didn't not like Super Meat Boy. I just never felt like when I had that and Donkey Kong at the same time, I wanted to play Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't so much that I didn't like Super Meat Boy. I just didn't find that need. Like, oh, I got to keep playing Super Meat Boy. And I, you and were I actually just at Elder Geek last year because we actually gave best platformer to Super Meat Boy, and and he overcame Mario and and I saw Donkey. that. I saw that. <laughs> you were like, "Fuck those guys." It was success. I mean, whatever. It's acceptable. <laughs> It belonged to Donkey Kong in my heart. It belonged... <laughs> yeah, I think I think Super uh, Meat Boy was in my top five last year. I forget, but I'm pretty sure it was in there. Yeah, no, and and I mean, obviously, like I, I respect the shit out of what he did with that game. I mean, it was for a one man thing, and that's a huge game. I mean, there's a lot to it, but uh, we're we're not talking about Super Meat Boy. Right, right. Sorry, I... uh, but going back to the, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. Oh no! I was I was giggling about. No, how we I was gonna away. I was gonna add on to what you said about respect, and I, I think for my for myself personally, the biggest thing I have to say about this game is I just I respect the hell out of of what he accomplished with this because it is a flash game and uh, it's got mm -hmm. you know which isn't to say that you can't make a good flash game. I mean, flash is it's fine, but for one guy on his own to do this and and make something with so much depth. And uh, replayability because it is addicting. I mean, I yeah. I, I kind of I kind of hated let's, the let's game. Not, let's not pull Let's not pull credit away from the four guys that worked on it. Oh, there were more guys. I thought it was just Edmund by himself. 
No, no, no. Edmund, Edmund is the is the designer. He's the one who created the concept of the game and everything like that. But uh, I'm I'm actually loading the game right now, so I can pull up his name. I feel terrible. But uh, Danny Baranowski obviously did the music, yeah. and they had a, a fourth guy who did the sound effects. But as soon as as soon as Isaac loads here, I'll I'll get his name. His last name is Himsel. Okay. Yeah, Florian yeah. Himsel. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I I was under the impression. I, I must have re- misread it, but I was under the impression that that he had pretty much done all the programming and stuff himself. I knew other people were like like uh, um, EB Soundworks was involved, but I, I didn't I didn't realize that it was on a level beyond um, beyond Edmund. He now he has done his own Flash games by himself in the past. So okay, okay. It, it wouldn't have surprised me if if somebody said, "Hey, this is just Edmund's game." Uh, okay, but but he he did have outside help. And, all right. And, well, even still, I mean, it's a team of like a couple of people. Right. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's they're... by no means a a a large uh, development team or anything like that. I mean, they they've really created something here uh, that that uh, it has a lot of depth. And and uh, what I was about to say was, I I, I actually kind of hated this game at first. I loved I <laughs> really? I loved the design. I, I thought it looked great <laughs> and everything, but the uh, just I guess with the controls. And then I found out that like when I found out you died and you lost everything, my reaction <laughs> was kind of like, man, fuck this. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, really? I was like, it's gonna be like that. And then, uh, but then I started appreciating it and being like, okay, you know, I started thinking about older games and and, and you know, I, I really started uh, just kind of like I said, appreciating what it was they had done, and 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 uh, it grew on me. Uh, in the beginning, I kind of wasn't really digging the whole Bible thing at all. It just okay. I got my reaction to it, and it wasn't out of like. You know, I, I didn't have any sort of like, uh, you know, this is a disrespectful treatment of the stor- source material right. or anything like that. I was just kind of like, it felt very heavy handed to me, I guess. But that also grew on me, too. And I, and I, I really uh, kind of got into the story. I, I liked how they had like the bosses were the seven deadly sins and, and um, uh, you know, everything in, in the dungeon. Like you were saying, I, I didn't realize that they were all like, you know, brothers and sisters and stuff like that. And a lot of uh, to me, I was kind of taking it as like they were kind of warped and demented versions of Isaac. Because um, I, even if that were the case, it's still pretty poignant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So either or, I mean, whichever. But I, I, I didn't really sit and, um, you know, I, I, I kind of watched the cutscenes in between, but I was kind of just taking a lot of it as like my own interpretation of it, and so I could have been way off. Uh, but yeah, the game totally totally grew on me, and all that theme and concept and everything, the stuff that kind of turned me off in the beginning, ended up just being what I loved about it. I, I thought it was just great. Wow. No, yeah. Um, I I wouldn't say it grew on me, but you know, after that first death, I definitely felt like, shit, I, I need to do better this time, and that was like what kept get, kept me going, and I, and I just. I don't know. I was just determined to win the game, and I did eventually win it <laughs> once. By the way, like once you do it, it unlocks. The game is not over once you finish it. You know, it unlocks more crap. Right. And there's multiple endings. There's multiple characters. Like there's, yeah. I mean, there really is a ton of value to it. I mean, for a five-hour game, there's there's a lot there. I mean, it took me took me four hours just to finish it. I know one of the guys in the uh, what's that? <laughs> said bastard. It took me ten. <laughs> <laughs> I, I one of the guys in the community segment yeah it took him about 10 11 hours i remember he you know he was freaking out when he did it um but yeah there's just a lot of value for 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 the price i mean to, to kind of put it into perspective 
the one night I was like craving a Castlevania game and I wanted I there's this DSI game called um shit I don't know it's so bad I don't remember the goddamn name of it but anyway it's a Castlevania like ripoff and I had known about it for a, a while and that was five dollars I was like let me try this and not only was it not a good game and it did not satisfy my need for a Castlevania game but it was like an hour long and like that's it and it was just over and I was like God, I, you know, I, I spent five hours on that piece of shit. But we're here, it's five hours, and like, I mean, you get a, you like got a five ton hours worth of time out of it. Yeah, and then then some. If I really like, a, I might go back and still play it because I did like it enough to where you know I'm I'm willing to sit down and keep playing it because it's just a fun game. So I mean, there five hours is definitely. Uh, yeah, I feel as though this this game. Uh, let's say uh, if this game hypothetically. Like I said, if they came out with it was a little tighter with the controls and stuff, if they if they recoded it for for C sharp or whatever and released it, um, I could see this being a fifteen dollar game, fifteen to twenty dollars easily. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the dollar to gaming hour ratio is definitely there. Yeah, I mean, God, I, I bought that entire goddamn Back to the Future trilogy. I played two hours of not trilogy, Back to the Future, freaking all five episodes of that shit. Mm-hmm. Played like two hours of that garbage. I was like, this is fucking garbage. I stopped playing it. <laughs> I didn't have that money. I, like, <laughs> I know that was a sore spot for you, being uh, being the Back to the Future enthusiast that you are. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty upset about Back to the Future the game, man. I was, I was not happy with that. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for five dollars, there's a lot of shit there, and there's plenty of games that I have bought for way more than that, and I put on way less time. So yeah, and like it comes said, with a great soundtrack. Yeah, which I couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> the music, actually, I really like the music. It's it's it uh, it's oddly soothing and, and gets stuck. Yeah, in I, yeah. Similar to how we said, hit, um, you know, the the graphic style kind of carries over from game to game. His musical style, I I love his music so much. I mean, the Super Meat Boy soundtrack, I I did really like. Super I can't Meat. even tell you how much I listened to that soundtrack last year. Like while I was working and stuff, it was just. Uh, and and the Cannibal, he put the music out from Cannibal as well that you could get, and I, I think that was like all through his website. If you go to DB Soundworks, I think it is, or, or Google DB Soundworks, um, you'll find his website, and I ha- he has a, all of his stuff up there. You can buy it, I think, through what's that band band something Bandcamp Bandcamp is that it? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, you can you can buy his music on there, and it's well worth it. I mean, the dude just is beyond talented. Uh, um, I I actually was. When I found out he did the music for this game, I was I was more interested in it from the music standpoint than I was the actual <laughs> game. Um, but you know, obviously the game lived up to, to it as well. Um, so yeah, I I definitely if you're gonna get the game, you should definitely get the version that comes with the soundtrack because it's just you're you're gonna want to listen to that music. It's great, especially with the some of it's very creepy and kind of right. it's a, a bit more ambient than uh than like the Super Meat Boy soundtrack was, um, mm-hmm. and even more so than Cannibal, which had kind of like a driving and a techno-y kind of right. uh, beat to it. Um, this is a very kind of a uh, soundscapey kind of thing. And and with Halloween coming up, you could do a lot. You could, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. It's, it is a great Halloween game. It too. is. It is perfect timing. Yeah. It, yeah. It fits in very well with the month. Actually, good point. Why not? So, do we have any kind of final thoughts on Isaac before we we move on to uh, community well, opinions? I'm, Oh I, yeah, I I, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say Randy Randy mentioned a bullet list and I want to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
I'm like bubbling over here. I, oh, I, I'm sorry. Whoa, no, we we're gonna. No, 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 it's okay. I wanted to make. I didn't want to like step on anybody's toes. I wanted to make sure everybody. But but <laughs> but really, and 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 I apologize ahead of time before before I go here. But I I really think that this is. I think I think that the Binding of Isaac is actually a very important game in terms of just gaming in general. And, and I had even a thought of doing a get off my lawn about this, but. Oh. But but to be honest with you, if we're going to be doing it here on Game Club, I'm going to be saying my piece, and there's not really going to be a need for me to go and animate an entire thing. So anyway, if if uh, to, to be honest with you, if I were to do in in some crazy realm, if I were to be able to teach a collegiate course on video game appreciation, I would make this and the Legend of Zelda as like part of the prerequisites. Um, you know, because aside from aside from being a, a fun game and having an awesome soundtrack, I think it's the anti-Legend of Zelda um, and and on many, many levels too. Um, you know, right off the bat, you've got the name, The Binding of Isaac versus The Legend of Zelda. You know, right, yeah, I thought that as well. <laughs> legend, yeah, legend implies like this grandiose thing where you're, you're free and remembered of all time and The Binding of Isaac is something you know it, it, you're you're tortured and you're captured and you're stuck in one spot and it, you know they're they're kind of polar opposites in that sense um and also if you if you think about it um from sort of an emotional level you've got the legend of zelda the original legend of zelda which shigeru miyamoto had had professed like many times that this was this was the video game of him fantasizing about when he was a kid playing in the woods with his sword and his shield and you know slaying fictional monsters and, and right. you know basically being your standard childhood boy well the binding of isaac is the exact opposite of that it's this it's this very real tale of of a child who is the victim of emotional and probably physical abuse who is slaying real emotional monsters with his tears you know right so i i think that that's like a pretty i don't know pretty big line divided there one's like this fantasy re you know realm for somebody who probably had a very good childhood while the other one is is a nightmare you know right but they're essentially kind of the the same game almost i mean everything in binding of isaac kind of points towards neglect and abuse and everything like that the the power-ups that you get and right. the you know the end of the levels like at the end of the level you get a heart like a container heart mm -hmm. and not a container heart it's called like dessert or breakfast and it's and those <laughs> items dog food or milk or you know spoiled meat you know if this is what the kid is eating then you know there's clearly something wrong right uh, and and like when you get like a uh, faster shots he's just crying more exactly it's it's right. really kind of sad things like a coat hanger you know and right. suddenly in his head <laughs> in his head exactly you know <clears throat> so he's crying more and and what's kind of funny is, and, and this points even further towards this, this painting of, of abuse and neglect, you know, aside from the cutscenes that show, you know, Isaac actually being neglected by his mom and abused by his friends, all of the items that empower Isaac are found objects within his basement. And, and for the most part, they're, they're kind of forbidden objects. They're, they're very close and, and uh, 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 intimate objects of his mother. So like, her dress shoes, her underwear, her bra. Right. He takes her medicine. Yeah. 
And, you know, you also have to think of it. This is a kid in the basement who's playing around with all of these things with potentially dead pets. And he also takes her pills, you know, those those aren't like his pills or anything like possibly they are. But, you know, because he doesn't know the the outcome to the, what the pills are, it kind of has that underlying implication that they're also his mom's, you know, right. like their growth hormones or they give him bad gas and all this other thing. So in a sense, it's like, like I said, it's the anti Zelda. But at the same time, it also kind of points back towards the biblical story of of Abraham, whereas like. Maybe Abraham wasn't actually hearing voices from God. Maybe he was just an abusive asshole kind of thing. Right. Um, so I, I think there's a kind of a lot going on there. So I get, you know, it boils down to the two things. Zelda's about the boyhood hero who fights imaginary monsters set in a fantasy land. The hero saves the kingdom and he uses traditional fighting methods like swords and shields and, and quote unquote magic. And the dungeons that I think are also kind of important too. The dungeons are always the same in the legend of Zelda. Everything's within an order. You can, right. You can play it and you you know where the objects are. You can defeat the monsters and you can leave the dungeons whenever you want. But in Isaac, you know, everything's the exact opposite. It's it's actually a night. It's a nightmare. And uh, he's fighting actual emotional things from his past. It's set in his own basement. When he actually wins the game, he's basically just, you know, avoiding abuse for the day. And right. uh, the dungeons are always different. So it's almost like his little world is always in chaos and, he can never escape his own little dungeons. So there you have it. There's my there's my two cents on no, very well thought out. The binding of Isaac. I'm gonna have a no, switch you... here now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you make a lot of good points in that like it's Zelda, but it's not Zelda, you know? It <laughs> it's 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 definitely its own unique thing, despite the fact that um it obviously has a lot of influence from Zelda. All right. Hello, everybody. We're back. Uh, we had a little technical difficulty there. Uh, Randy's internet connection is put. So we've got him back now on his cell phone, and he's going to kind of wrap up his, his uh, thoughts, what, what we were just talking about. So go ahead, Randy. Thanks, Steve. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, uh, Comcast is, is doing some work on the house. But, uh, you know, to wrap up my, my final thoughts uh, after, my, after my gigantic rant there, um, I feel that the Binding of Isaac is the kind of game that we gamers should embrace, and I think that the industry should also embrace as well. Not because not because it's dark and because it's you know and it's kind of scary and, and the and the content is is a little bit of a graphic nature, but because it feels like a more personal tale. You know, we we're so used to hearing these stories about the hero saving the day all the time, and it's kind of nice um, in a dark way to have a story where the hero doesn't necessarily save the day, where the hero is actually the victim. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I just think that there's something kind of refreshing and honest about it. I'm not saying it's the story of Edmund McMillan. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Edmund McMillan. But, uh, <laughs> but it, is, it, is, it is definitely a more, it seems like a more honest type of story than, than Super Mario Brothers or Gears of War or Heavy Rain or something like that. It, there's, there's something very personal about it. And, and I think that's what I, I truly love about the game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's a it's a definitely a bold story, uh, and um, it's definitely yeah. I, I I think that not not every game has to be this. Obviously, you know, people still want to play the popcorn games. But when a game like this gets made, I think that yeah, you're absolutely right. I think it deserves uh, a level of attention um, from from people. 
uh, who, like ourselves, claim to be enthusiasts. <laughs> wow. Enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, enthusiasts. <laughs> people who... Enthusiasts. Way to disrupt the mood there, yeah. Uh, people who, you know, <laughs> like ourselves, we, we're, we're enthusiastic about video games. We, we're, we're people who are passionate about them. And there's people in the, in the you know, who, who report on games, who re review games, who publish games, uh, who are all, who are like us, cut from the same cloth. And, uh, you know, we should really, you know, be kind of championing this, uh, this type of uh, release. And not only that, aside from the game, you know, actually having this, this understory, this, this darker underside, it's still a damn fun game. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like I said, at first I, I was... I, I don't know what to think, but I'm I'm determined to finish it. Even though I, you know, I didn't I didn't get as much time with it as I would have liked this past week. Um, I, I I see this still being a game that I continue to play beyond the game club, uh, which is really nice. It's the first game really of all of them um, that we've played that I, I I'm uh, going to keep playing until I finish it and and want to keep not not just because I feel like I have to, but because I want to. Out of all of them that we've played so far, this one is my favorite. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm saying that this one's my favorite that we've done so far in, in Game Club. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's up there. I like it a lot, too. Very good. And, and Randy, I'm sorry that your internet died and we had to get your final thoughts on the cell phone like that. This is really, it's okay. I'm glad that it was... I'm glad it was able to be done. I'm glad I have a smartphone that's, you know, capable of doing that kind of thing. But, but man, talk about timing, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, it's a bummer, man. Oh, well, well I'm going to sign out. You guys go ahead and, and uh, wrap up community comments and everything like that. And uh, um, my final thought is everybody get out there and vote. And I'm going to try to do my best to actually make this actually a YouTube episode. So get out there and vote for, for our choices for, for our Halloween episode. Yes, which will be... Uh, All right, we... guys. All right. Thanks, I'll Randy. Talk to you soon. Talk to you yeah. soon. All right. See you, man. Steve, um, would you like to take away comments? Or... Yeah, let's get into the uh, community corner, since that's what we've dubbed it. Yes. Terribly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So first off, we, we got a comment from Alex Gold. Uh, he said it took him X. X I'm taking X. Just be a lot, a lot of tries. Many, it took many tries. It took me X number of tries, but I managed to pull it off. It gets a lot easier after the first time you do it, and in some ways, it gets a lot harder too. Which I agree with. It does. It does get harder because I think it does know how you perform, and I think mm -hmm. it gets harder based on that. Uh, Corn uh, said, uh, "The Binding of Isaac is pretty cool and well worth the five dollar price of admission. The story is dark and satirical." Gameplay is sort of shallow, but the randomness and the power-ups are great. Everything makes you stronger. Everything that makes you stronger also makes you weaker. I like it. There's Korn. Uh, Dante, uh, who you mentioned earlier, said, I like yes. the game quite a bit. Challenging, enough to be fun, and even though I'll never beat it, it never <laughs> felt unfair in terms of gameplay design. I did get fucked by shitty drops many times, though. Yeah. I love the cutely miserable Isaac and his surroundings, and the music is fantastic. Definitely worth the five beans. Uh, Frank Summers, your, your brother, uh, chimed in for us and uh, said, call me crazy. Uh, he, he had a lot to say. I actually kind of uh, ellipsed some of yeah. his, his statements just because they were a little erroneous. But uh, call me crazy, but I could not for the life of me get my fingers to shoot and walk at the same time, which is essential to living for more than five seconds. I'm willing to concede that it's probably just me with this issue and that most people didn't have any trouble working the WASD to move and using the arrow keys to shoot. 
However, it really killed my ability to enjoy it. The music seemed well done. I didn't care for the design and found it pretty drab. It basically looked like mud. I understand <laughs> <laughs> I understand that is the point here, that he's in a dark world, but there are ways to make things look dark and moody without just sliding the color picker around near the core tones. Okay. <laughs> uh, we do agree with him on the uh on the, the the what's it called on the shooting and walking though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I yeah, I, I kind of I see where he's coming from. Um, I got used to it, but I, I could see how it would just be a total turnoff to someone who right. doesn't like that kind of uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Phantom Spiker chimed in and said, "I found the game to be challenging without being frustrating, which I think is a rare quality in a game. However, the game does rely on quite a bit of luck, which I I, I agree with." As an aside. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have beaten mom without finding the Bible that instantly kills her. I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I didn't either. I, you guys were naming so many uh, items and power-ups and stuff I never saw. And I, I felt like I got a lot of power-ups. Yeah, you probably, you probably got power-ups I never even got. Yeah, like did you get the one where he pees instead of crying? I did get that one. Okay, yeah. that was funny. And the magnet? Yeah, I got the magnet. The magnet was great. That was my favorite. I wish I could have just had that all the time. Yeah, I only <laughs> had it once. Uh, and finally, uh, Zyklon, or uh, Zyklon, Zyklon, mm. something. Zyklon. I'm gonna go with Zyklon because that's how it looks like it should be said. So I apologize if I got that wrong. Feel free to uh, <laughs> comment back and let me know if I screwed that up. Sorry. Uh, the Binding of Isaac sounds great, but I can't get past the grossness. It's just five bucks, so I might just buy it to try it for a little while. Um, I. You could do that. I, I believe also Newgrounds put up a kind of a trial or like a demo version that you can play. I was going to say, it sounds like maybe that's maybe that's what he played. Well, he said it sounds great. Well, he said, I don't know. Maybe he didn't play the trial. Yeah. I, I took it as maybe he did when he said he can't get past the grossness, but hmm. Hmm. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But yeah, uh, give it a shot because like Randy said earlier, I mean, a lot of the grossness and stuff like that, it's, it's you know, it's I wouldn't say it's without uh, reason. Right. It's not like it's not gratuitous. I guess. No, it's, it's... but but I kind of agree with him because, like I like I was saying, you know, it made me kind of uncomfortable, and but I did get I got past it because I thought the game was you know fun and all. But mm-hmm. I'm just I could kind of see where he's coming from. So that's it for our community uh, uh, thoughts. Thanks, guys, very much. We really appreciate all the community feedback uh, for the show. I mean, it really, really kind of gives us more reason to do it because, you know, we like sharing our thoughts, but we like hearing yours as well, and we like reading them on the show. So please, right. please, 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 you know, don't be afraid. Post your thoughts. You know, we're not going to tear anybody down. You're, you're, we're, we're open to everyone's opinions. Um, right. So I think we pretty much covered all our thoughts. Everyone got in their their final thoughts. Uh, we're gonna talk about what we're gonna do next week. We were trying to go with a Halloween theme, and now even though the next episode that we record is gonna be actually after Halloween, technically, uh, we figured over the next couple weeks leading up to Halloween we were gonna go with a Castlevania theme. Yes. Um, and what we've decided on for the two games to have you guys vote on uh, is between Castlevania Four uh, against Symphony of the Night. Um, both of which are available through different means. Castlevania Four, I guess, is WiiWare. Yes. That, is that the only place you can get that one? Or yeah, just we or yeah, just through the Wii, or if you happen to own it on on the SNES. Okay. Those are those are the two main ways to get it to, right. to get to play it. Um, 
And then Symphony of the Night has come out in a bunch of releases, right? That's on PS, PSN, Xbox Live. Yeah. It's all over the you place can, now. You can actually buy um, in stores. It might be a little hard to find now, but there was like a Konami pack and Symphony of the Night was on there. Mm. So you can actually, uh, that's actually retail as well. Yeah, so uh, please head over to uh, Elder Geek. And Symphony of the Night, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but it's okay. also available on PSP as well. Oh, you're right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, by all means, head over to eldergeek.com if you're hearing this and uh, vote for the poll. Look for the, for the uh, posting about um, the show, and you'll find the, po- the, uh, the poll. Uh, cast your vote, and uh, we will, we'll see what we're going to play. Um, either one, I'm, I'm excited for. I have no preference, really, in this one. I actually already own both of them uh, yeah. in various forms. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, either one, I'd be happy to play them. I, I have a feeling Symphony will will win because that is the. I'm willing to say maybe that's the one that is widely considered the, the favorite amongst, the uh, community. But we'll see. But I don't care either. I love them both. So, not to spoil what we're going to talk about next time, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. No. Of course. Uh, but uh, yeah. Either. Either one would, would be. Very very welcomed. Um, yeah. We were to... thinking. Go ahead. What's that? I was going to say we were thinking of doing Resident Evil, but we know. Uh, I feel like I would already be frustrated. I, I got frustrated. The moment I thought of that, I got frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided against Resident Evil. And, and Steve, I'm sorry. What were you going to go ahead with? Uh, oh, no, no, no. It's fine. Um, I was just going to mention, you know, just kind of our usual closing stuff, one of which is that we are all in the iTunes uh, store. Um, you can head over to uh, iTunes if you program uh, which most people seem to in some these days uh, go to the iTunes store do a search for Elder Geek and you'll find the Elder Geek Game Club uh, if you subscribe through there it would really help us out because the more subscribers we get through there the more likely we're going to get promoted to you know kind of the like the new, the, the front page help us get more listeners we'd, we'd greatly appreciate it also ratings we, we can always use and customer reviews and uh, I apologize, I was delaying a little bit there because I just remembered that we got our very first uh, uh, review, and I mm. wanted I wanted to go ahead and uh, thank the person that left it for us. It came from uh, HWSUP, which I kind of took as being, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> H, what's up, or whatever. That's how I took it. Uh, he gave us five stars. He said, "Excellent." The host, he or she, said, "Excellent." The hosts are interesting and very knowledgeable about their subject. They keep it fun as well. Great podcast. So I don't know who you are, H. What's up? Um, if you, <laughs> but uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and, and we would love to get more of those uh, because, like I said, we, we definitely would like to expand the uh, the audience and, and get more people listening and submitting feedback. And I think it'll just make the show all that much better. Yes. Uh, be sure to, uh, like I said, visit us on eldergeek.com, vote in the next poll, follow us on Twitter at eldergeek.com. That's all spelled out, D-O-T-C-O-M. Uh, and then facebook.com slash eldergeek.com. Uh, all great places to go. And, and also check us out on YouTube, uh, which I believe is also youtube.com slash eldergeek.com, all spelled out. That yeah. pretty much does it for this episode. Uh Thanks for listening and tuning in. Um, We will definitely see you next time for myself, Steve, and Phil here. And for for Randy, who unfortunately we lost, but we'll we'll have him on here next time, of course. Uh, Thank you very much. 